The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Thank you very much, stupid Zoom lady. <laughs> it's the uh, Cave Dweller Music Podcast. It's been way too long since we did one of these, um, but we decided, you know, better late than never. There's been a whole bunch of happenings in the world of Cave Dweller, and we are joined by the uh, the Brains Trust, I think it's fair to say. I'm Matt, and we have James and Brendan with us. Gents, long time no talk. How have you been? Wondering. Doing just fine. Just fine? Is there anything just- going on? Look, it's been pretty tough. No, um, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Brendan, and Brendan, are how are things on your end? I, I'm good. Yeah, busy uh, with dad life and work life and whatnot, but it's a nice balance. So it's good. Hashtag dad life. Hashtag metal Hank Hill. Yeah. That what is, is the most Hank Hill thing that you've done in the last month, Brendan? <clears throat> um. Getting quotes on decks. <laughs> that's pretty Hank Hill. How's, yeah, how's, your, how's your lawn situation? Well, um, we're in the middle of a heat wave in a stage two drought here in Connecticut. And uh, yeah, I, I spent a lot of money on, this, on some seeds in the spring and they're all fucking dead. Um, so yeah. It's it's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. But I've been watering my lawn, which I I'm uh, it's a pain in the ass to do. I got to get a better system. But other than that, it's it's not too too bad. It's just been like a hundred degrees for like the last like week and a half. You making sure that your sons don't turn out to be a bobby? Yeah, yeah. There's, that that's um, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, they're good. The guys are good. They yeah. still like did summer camp and stuff like that. Learning how to swim. It's fun. What about you, Matt? Are you good? I'm doing well. I just I was like Brendan's like, yeah, it's been a what did you say, a hundred, a hundred and ten? And I was like, I can't remember what that is in Celsius, but that's like that's like thirty eight degrees, man. Yeah, thirty eight forty. Yeah, that's a that's nothing to nothing to joke about. No, I'm good. I um just got back from a week down in Tasmania, which was pretty good. But I was saying this to James because everything was built by convicts who were <laughs> fucking five foot three at their tallest. I felt <laughs> way too big to be down there. I'm having to like duck underneath archway. It's really nice place. Definitely not built for someone over uh, over six foot. I'd say. So me and Brendan <laughs> would be sweet. Oh yeah. yeah, you guys should move. Bugger this, like, moving like to... <laughs> Bugger this change plan of moving to Mexico to open up a black metal record store. Just go down to Tassie. That's still happening, right? I mean, um, that's yeah. we're still doing that, right? Of course. It'll be... Uh, I can't remember. We had a whole bunch of other side um, side businesses to go alongside that. But, um, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Speaking of things that we've done, um, it was the second year of the Cave Dweller Music Charity Sampler. And last year was such a banging success. You gents were like, let's do this one again. 
the most important question is how much money did you guys end up raising for charity through the sampler? Ooh, that is a question I should have pre-prepared an answer for. Um, I, uh, to I think it was like 530, 5, 5, I think it was. Shitloads. 35 um, times 2. It was in total after tax. So after taxes, mm-hmm. fees, everything, uh, just over, just over five hundred, really, around around five hundred mark, somewhere around there. That's the way to go. It's always good to see. And um, how did you guys find? Because you obviously do a little bit more on the uh, the numbers side of it, but how did you find the response between last year's sampler and this year's, both on like? the band aspect of it, of people wanting to get involved and then the punters buying it and everything in regards to that. It got a lot more uh, attention from other sites this time, but that was partly because I now have the PR side of things to actually push stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was that was great. Um, we, we, didn't, we sold about the same amount as the previous year. Both years we made over 500 before taxes and fees. Um, so that was great. So totally we've raised a grand now between the two years. Uh, but attention definitely was a little wider, which is good. It's good to see that growth. Yeah. And there was some bands that like, I'm not, you know, that I talked to personally that, um, like with this year, we wanted it to all the music to be a year old and they were yeah. like, Oh, I'm not releasing yet. I can't do it. You know, like, so like some <laughs> of them, uh, so yeah, there is. Uh, everybody basically wants to pitch in and help out, which is awesome. But um, so next year we've already got things lined up for bands, so that's cool. I think that uh, it's going to continue forward until I think we just can't. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got momentum with it. Bands know about it. I mean, we're listed. On, both volumes have been listed on people's uh, accounts on Encyclopedia Metal, and which is kind of sweet. Like, uh, we're yeah. Up there. Oh damn! Oh, so it's been it's been uh, galvanized and we're in, uh, we're the there. <clears throat> yep. So um, our my, damn that's right such now, a trip. Uh, Mind over metal volume two. I sh- it, uh, it, says, it appears in ninety nine other collections, and uh, Mind over metal volume one appears in one hundred and eleven other collections. Yeah, so, that's sweet. Yeah. That's such a trip because I'm every time I'd go to check out a new band and see what other um, stuff they've got in their discography, the encyclopedia is the one you go to. Yeah, and it's such it's a trip now. Metallicum. Yeah, yep. and it's such a trip now to be like, oh hey, a thing we did's on there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then yeah, uh, this isn't related to that sampler, but something we're looking at putting together uh, in the near future is a grindcore charity sampler actually called uh violence against <laughs> violence well grindcore and power violence i should clarify it's gonna be both yeah 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 otherwise the title doesn't make as much sense violence against right. violence nice um and so what's the uh what's the themes what's the thoughts when's this one looking like coming to fruition uh it's still in planning phase um we're gonna get this merch sorted first probably and then kick off on getting that put together um mm-hmm. charity is gonna go towards I think we decided on, we're still figuring out exactly which one. But I think we're going to do something. Or... Yeah, it was uh, some charity of doctors with our borders. Not that exact organization, but something similar. like a, Something a medical, along those lines. Medical yeah, yeah, care. Yeah. Uh, Disaster zones, war zones. They take care of people that need the help. Mm-hmm. So it could be a flood, war zone, and fire, like destroyed beating. 
don't know, asteroid hit something. <laughs> Someone's got to help. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's that's something to look forward to, and I think I'll use that as a segue to talk about the merch, all the pre-orders. I think last time we had a chat, the pre-orders were about ready to go up and get ready. How's everything coming along on the merch front, Brendan? Everything has been sent out. Um, there's, as far as I know, everything overseas has made it there um, or on its way. Sometimes customs things are strange and you have a lot of like on my end, I have a lot of little things to fill out and eyes to cross and these, to, uh, you know, just, it's insane. So um, you have to like account for everything. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then it's up to how, how, I don't know. I paid for the fastest and the cheapest way to get there oh, everywhere. And um, yeah, I feel like, the overseas stuff. Um, I don't know, James, you said your uh, folks got their stuff not too long ago. I don't, I still don't know if they've gotten it, uh, but they got a notification saying it entered Australia. So that took probably about, I feel like a month huh. to get there yeah. because yeah, like yeah. once I had everything in hands. So uh, what happened is I got the merch uh, like four days before James and I went to Maryland Death Festival. And um, I basically got everything accounted for, put into a pile, ready to go. And then after that, I, I wrapped them up. I put in some stickers, this and that, you know, and then got everything weighed, printed, and then um, put them out in the mail or had them picked up, uh, depending on uh, what service was cheapest and fastest for each package and weight. And, um, yeah, that was the very next week. So, um, everything went out the beginning of June. Nice. So, uh, in theory, everyone should be getting the, uh, the stuff that they've bought. Well, everyone yes. domestically got it ages ago, like a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. They got it. They got it like sometimes like three or four days after I feel like, yeah. um, which is awesome. So then, um, yeah, no, it's exciting stuff. It's, uh, it's cool to see. It's fun to wear. I hope everybody's happy with it. And, um, the next batch is coming. Yeah, I know. Well, we have Halloween coming up and, uh, we feel like that it's just appropriate to have some, uh, Halloween themed merch and, uh, we're going to do a run of tank tops. And a run of t-shirts. And we're going to have two varieties. Um, some nice electric kind of colors. We got a uh, orange, uh, neon orange and neon green tank top. Um, with uh, orange is going to have a uh, like neon slime green color um, fossil. You know, our fossil holding the, the vinyl encrusted in earth forever. And... Uh, we have the uh, green shirt with uh, neon green and then a, a regular green colored shirt with purple. And they're it's like nice and Frankenstein-y. Um, it's going to be great. Everything's going to pop. It's going to be fun. And then uh, you'll have something bright when you're uh, jogging out in the heat. And you'll have something festive when you are uh, just want to wear a cool shirt. So The thing that I'm really excited about for, for this Halloween batch is it's 
so far removed from like classic metal colors of <laughs> yeah. black and yep. white and gray and red and Brendan's just kind of going, hey, you know what? Fuck it, man. Like lime green, lime green, fluoro orange, go, enjoy. Purple. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It looks great. The um, Brass City does a really good job and uh, they have quality stuff. And, you know, we were actually originally going to go yellow um, with a green. Um, oh, but- that would be an interesting one. Yeah, but they uh, they didn't have enough uh, the yellow and like wasn't really in a great supply, so we were like, okay, cool. So we had to, you know went with a different color and then next ultimately year, next was, year, maybe next yeah, Halloween. It was like, yeah, right, exactly. So um, and also like we were talking to some other uh, friends of ours and contributors, and um, someone someone mentioned doing a red shirt, and I was just like, oh yeah, I think that would be really cool. And um, I was looking at stock and talking, and yeah, there's like. There's no fucking red around. I was like, and there's a lot of different shades of red, you know, and uh, like it, it didn't matter really what it was. There's just not a lot of red right now. So I don't know um, what happened, but uh, yeah, red's in short supply. So is yellow. Another fun merch idea, which came from the uh, the group chat that we're in is baby onesies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think that um, that's definitely something I think we can do and probably make happen. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it for uh, we'll we'll try and do like a Mother's Day and Father's Day kind of thing. And then, Brandon, oh, I know for a long, cool. I know for a long time you've wanted to do hats too. Yeah, you know, so my idea for the hat would be, um, I think they can do like five panel hats. It's oh, I think it's got to be a larger panels, yeah. front side or whatever. Like I think it could also be a trucker. We could also get any hat embroidered, but mm-hmm. I want to do the uh, our jawbone. The weapon, you know, that like I just think I had that uh, like embroidered on a hat or like, uh, you know, printed on a hat, I think would be sick. Gonna have to get the, the name on there somewhere. Maybe the jewel. Oh, yeah, we'll do a little CDM. Got a little guy stamped on there. Little guy somewhere. Yeah, or we could do maybe a little patch and sew it on the patch on the back side of the hat or something. But yeah, oh, there's definitely dude, hat doing patches would be the way to go. Yeah, we actually should do patches in general because I know that's that actually Matt, not a bad idea. Matt, I know you would buy one. Oh yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. Oh, you know, and I got we got to do more stickers. We got to get some stickers. To that's easy enough though. We can do stickers anytime. That was pretty Bolt- quick turnaround too. Those were Baltimore, like a week. We uh, painted Baltimore with CDM stickers actually while we, we were there. We did. It was so oh, great. That's the way to go. Do you guys actually want to tell us a little bit more about your trip to Baltimore? James, I heard it a little bit through you and Brendan. I've sort of seen uh, a fair few photos that you've put up. But yeah, talk us through uh, talk us through Death Fest, gents. Feel, feel rather uh, my jealousy and all the listeners will be sitting there going, those bastards going to see all of those beans and I'm just having to sit here and listen to it in podcast form. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, I guess. No, no, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it sucked. Game. I hated it. <laughs> Waste of three days of my life. Um, no, it was really <laughs> one of the best experiences I've ever had, probably. I would say, yeah, I agree. Um, I truly like, I had, um, I have been like hardcore festivals and like, like, like you know, punk and metal festivals, stuff like that, you know. Um, that was like a long time ago, and then like. Did a bunch of other like weird festivals here and there, and then you know like bluegrass, weird stuff, and then um, 
this was like a big kind of like intro to me to some of these uh, older bands that, uh, you know, James was like kind of grown up with, or I was like the hardcore guy. He's like, you know, he just like gave me like a, the, the death metal, um, I don't know what it was like a first class ticket to like everything, you know, he was like, Oh yeah, this band did this, 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 and then, and then they did that and we're going to see them and we're going to like check this out. And then I, he had every like tidbit that you could think of about it. And I was, Oh, it's fucking awesome. It was so cool. So you're just sitting there being like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's go do that. Yeah. I mean, some bands I knew and um, a lot of bands that were like, like um, I, I really didn't know. And then, um, like some of a lot of them were like seen for the first time live, you know, it was just, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. And then the crazy thing is that some of the bands that I was like, eh, they're going to be okay. Absolutely blew my mind. Like, uh, honestly, one of the best shows we saw that whole time was hypocrisy. And like, yeah, Hip- hypocrisy Holy is like God. one of those bands that I'm like, yeah, these guys are pretty good, but I don't listen to them regularly type thing, but seeing them live changed my perspective on them completely. Yeah, man seriously fucking awesome they're like i'm sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say like when they just like kept coming by like the side stages and just like ripping the guitar and bass and you're just like holy shit man like and then just um i can't remember his name um but the like the singer is just fucking rips man he was just sick he was good yeah his vocals that that was the thing like they've they've their sound was incredibly powerful. Like they sounded even better yeah. than they on their albums. Um, but then like Max Cavalera from Sepultura, like him and Igor were both there and they were playing their like Sepultura's two most, well, two of their most revered albums from like the old school days. And I genuinely didn't know if he was going to pull it off because he's been doing Soulfly, which is basically new metal for like <laughs> so long. And he absolutely killed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. As I was like, wow, he still has it. So what are your uh, really uh, highlight highlights? Or I mean, the highlights were the, the bands were the highlights, obviously. But there was some like stuff that we witnessed that was also like <laughs> some Very of the funny. highlights. Like we we saw a dude get knocked out cold. Um, it's, oh uh, yeah, you <laughs> sent me the photo of that, and I was like, Jesus. he was like the wildest guy around, man. Yeah, we met him. Like we saw him. The, so we saw him the second night, and we're like, that dude's gonna end up like knocked out before the end of this festival because he was just like belligerently drunk and like just yeah he was like <laughs> getting on people's people faces in the pit and stuff and like shaking people and then like yeah second night he was even the night after that he was even drunker and like dude he's going down like he's, he's gonna go down so I was like i was filming him because like this guy's gonna go down i could just tell yeah. and then he, he just got knocked out on camera <laughs> yeah the, i have the um, whole set on um my instagram i i was doing this live on that and then um so I have it too, like the whole thing. And James has got the really nice close up. And then, uh, what what was that party band that we saw in that little venue? Um, oh, uh, Bird Flesh. Bird Flesh. So they're, they're like a, a no name grindcore band that I I've heard the name around a little bit, but I didn't put any stock in it. I was like, oh, cool, we'll catch them. They'll be fun, maybe. And then they absolutely like killed it. Um, they were highest, the best. Highest energy of the entire festival. Just stupidly wild. Just like. One minute grindcore songs about their cat, um, and uh, they had. A so they did nap. like they did that classic spaz thing where it's like really short songs about nothing, and you're like, "Oh man, this is this is so brutal!" And then you check out what <laughs> yeah. the lyrics are, and you're like, 
What? What? Yeah. What? Well, they, what they like, tell you as well. They're like, this song is about cat, my cat. Meow, meow, meow. And then they were like, whoa, whoa, you know. <laughs> and they had a hype man, like a like an yeah. actual hype man, who's only all he did was like throw shit at the audience and give the audience things to throw at the stage. And like <clears> he was just lobbing fistfuls of glow sticks. He was throwing blow up sex dolls into the audience. He like, threw a I'm trash. Not- he threw a trash can in at one point. Yeah. Nice. In the tie, I, oh, it's so funny. There's and all like every kind of pool floaty you could think of. And then there was like a, a dude in a chicken costume being like crowd surfing the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was wild. <laughs> it was the thing fun. that I really like about those kind of grindcore and hardcore bands is just the music's really intense, but when you go see it live, it's so inherently silly. Yeah. Like you just say, yes. how, what, what, I mean, I think. Someone sent me a video the other day of these guys like having Beyblades and ripping Beyblades in the middle of this circle pit. I'm just yeah. going, why? <laughs> You've seen the one with the horse, right? The plastic horse. <laughs> no. Oh, I'll send you it later. There's like a, a <laughs> there's like a pit opened up in the middle of the mosh pit, and then uh, they're making a horse do backflips like a toy horse, and everyone's cheering them on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, that's fantastic! And we we didn't um, actually see this, but at the festival there was a public sex act that got caught on camera that made the news. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, of a chick getting eaten out on in the pit uh, oh, just in front damn. of everyone while people filmed and cheered. I mean, I was about to say when the time's right, but I, I couldn't imagine in the middle of a pit would be the it, right it was, time. It was it was during the autopsy set, which I mean we all know it's. A, <laughs> Very romantic music. It gets you in yeah. the mood, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, the dude from Hypocrisy comes on. And he's like, "What the fuck happened in the autopsy pit? You guys are animals." He's like, "I'm just kidding. Do what you want." <laughs> were there any um, bucket list bands that you guys were able to check off at the festival? Like bands like, that you were like, 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 I, like I, I need ten. to see this. Like ten, ten. easy, easy. Oh, uh, a bunch for sure. Yeah, it was like it was like an all stars festival of all like the OSDM founders. I mean, yeah, if, man. if if Morbid Angel had played like they were meant to, that basically would have been most of the ones I hadn't seen that I wanted to see. Nice. How come Morbid Angel pulled out then? I don't want to say like my that's speculation, but Trey Trey is a super weird dude, and uh, believes Reasons. in a lot of believes in a lot of conspiracy stuff and. Uh, Reasons. Let's say reasons. It was yeah. Reasons <laughs> was were reasons. reasons were why. But I will yeah. say that uh, Dismember pulled out like three days before the festival because they thought that the US would have changed its vaccination laws and refused to get vaccinated. And, really? Uh, yeah, left the festival hanging, which lame. But uh, they were replaced by Autopsy, which I wanted to see ten times more anyway. So I was stoked about that. I um, mean, it kind of worked out for the best for you then. But yeah, the one I was I super disappointed. You. Oh, go ahead, man. Oh no, I was gonna say it was really awesome to see that. Yeah. It was like the guy, uh, like drummers and singers, like it's insane. Yeah. Um, and then the the band that I was super disappointed about that it was out of their control completely was Bloodbath because I've always wanted to see Bloodbath. Um, but they just the US just would not process their visa. They applied like a year in advance or over a year in advance and uh it just never got processed. Yeah, that sounds like an absolute mission to try and get any sort of visas done. Right. And then uh I think that they specifically drag their feet with like bands like that, you know what I mean? They don't like them. 
Um, like really? Death. Yeah. I, it's, I'm not surprised. They used to do <clears> the same <throat> shit to Cannibal Corpse all the time back in the day. Mm. Right. They used to cock block him everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that sucks. But we got to see Demolition Hammer, who I hadn't seen. So that was pretty sweet. That was super high energy. Yeah. Uh, and and Enforced? Oh. Enforced, yes, that was good. Uh, we met the lead singer of Enforced, which was kind of cool. We met, wow. we met a bunch of uh, people, which is kind of cool. Um, and imprecation too, right? Like We didn't meet him, but we were hanging out right next to him the whole time. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure like, I know who that we is. We were and hanging I was like, out to like four <laughs> different sets. It was awesome. I, you don't want to like, it looked like him. And I was like, I think that's the dude. But I don't want to be like, hey, man, are you the dude from uh, Imprecation? Yeah, it's that classic thing where you see someone that you kind of know and you don't yeah. want to be, A, the annoying fan, or yeah. B, the annoying fan that completely gets things wrong and you look like a tool. Right. Yeah. Well, that Brendan did that, actually. No. I <laughs> oh, no. Actually. What did you do, Dad? <laughs> I Well, I didn't. I thought someone looked <laughs> like someone else, but I just said hi and I didn't say their band or anything like that but i was just like oh yeah nope, that's definitely not no, what I thought it you was, said who, who was who was it that you thought it was again i thought it was the guy from gatekeeper but it yeah, was you said hi you said hey man you said hey man gatekeeper rule and he's like yeah no <laughs> i didn't say that <laughs> are you sure i'm positive i okay. mean regardless you probably made i'm a positive he no, probably no, does no, like no. gatekeeper I, 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 I I just said hi to him and um I we saw him play um afterwards. That's what, like we right. like they were playing on um it was cancer. Whenever cancer played, I don't know. I can't remember. I gotta look up the old set list there, but it was uh it was after they had uh played. It was like I think we got food around then too, or we walking around the merch booths. Right. Yeah, that was the, that was one of the frustrating parts. Like we missed an entire set trying to get food from those um, vending carts. Remember? Yeah, like, like, trying to get food in festivals an absolute day, nightmare. Day one, um, we were like, I don't know. Like I think I feel like day two we got it all figured out. Where we were <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like we had. Uh, like we figured out the schedules when everyone's playing, when to eat, when to kind of like run away real quick and friggin' nab more food, miss this band, but go see these guys, you know? Cause like we also had like multiple stages playing at the same time that happened. Like I think that happened like a couple times. Yeah. And we had a very strict substance regime. Yeah. And we were good. I think we rock and rolled that pretty good. We did. Made a made a. We weren't sober for four days, but we were never wasted. So we got to enjoy it all without being. Well, fucked, right, basically. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing was is, uh, I think the first night would have been better if we could have eaten at that uh, Indian restaurant we ate at. Um, I think it was the second or third night. Yeah, the day day four, I I went a little too hard, a little too early, and. Uh, Got a little close to the edge there, but managed to pull it back. Anyway, uh, people are probably sick of hearing us talk about this. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did it drop out? Yeah, you did. did. I was oh. like, I was like, we ate at, um, I was talking about eating at the Indian restaurant. And then all of a sudden, um, 
Uh, yeah, you didn't like respond or anything like that. And that's like, what'd you eat, you bastard? This is like, how good was it, you know? And then, um, yeah. I hope we didn't lose uh, the recording up till now. No, it said recording stopped. So I um, have a feeling it would. It yeah, it said recording ended. And then we were like, ah. And then okay. like, recording started. And then we we're like, yeah. <laughs> Matt, you just have to, you'll have to slip this part out. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Or we can keep it in because it sounds fun. All right. Yeah. Um, what I said after that when I was cut out was that we, we made it pretty solidly through the four days without getting into any substance troubles, but day four, I went a little too hard, a little too early. And, uh, <laughs> we like got there and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, cause I was like already <laughs> on one, but then we, we managed to pull it back. You're like, oh man, what have I done? But well, like, Oh yeah, that's right. Cause, um. Uh, uh, we we drank before we got there instead of yeah. uh yep 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 we, we had I a lot of like, beers we had a lot of routine man we had a lot of beers left over in that fridge and we didn't want them to go to waste so we didn't I know. Uh, you kind of wake up Bohemians. and go oh those well, were such good beer that was a like, fantastic well, beer I yeah well get rid it was expensive somehow. at the venue exactly um, anywhere else. What I was going to say, though, is for anyone who is now intrigued into to coming, uh, it has been confirmed again for 2024, and Brandon and I would uh, rather die than miss it. So yeah, we will be there. Um, I so, am going to be probably one, rob, robbing a bank to get there, but I, I will also uh, make my way across. Day one Fantastic. is my birthday. <clears throat> yeah, oh, and it's Brandon's oh, oh, birthday, a, exactly. So, oh, what a way to celebrate. Fuck yeah, man. So we're putting together a crew. Uh, anyone listening who wants to come with, hit us up. Yeah, I think it'd be great. That's going to be so much fun, man. It is. And then next year, I don't know if this is going to happen, but Brendan and I are aiming to hit Psycho Las Vegas if we can. Uh, yeah. I remember you sending me the lineup of that. I'm like, how the fuck have they got all these bands at one Dude, venue? this is such a I variety. Know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like yeah, you can see mayhem. Yeah, metal, black metal, new metal, weird metal, fucking rock and roll. Like, you can see mayhem on the same stage as Wu Tang Clan. Like, <laughs> what? That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's awesome though. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be neat. It's gonna get weird. And it's Vegas, so it always gets weird. Yeah. Oh, we should like find some cool costumes or something. <laughs> Matt, what is next on our agenda so we don't uh, ramble on too long about festival stuff because Brendan and I will talk about this for hours I know oh my god how much I, I was gonna say like the basis for uh immolation is like the Les Claypool black metal like it's just fucking nasty <laughs> I love that um but what else have we got on here oh yeah um so if you have not wrapped your ears around it as of yet. Uh, Cave Dweller Music has a radio show. Um, and thankfully, it's a digital radio show, so you're not going to be uh, location locked out of it. But it's on Z Digital through four triples that it's been running for about two months now, I think we're up to. Um, and so, yeah, if you ever like see some of the stuff that we share and go, oh, this is this is pretty cool. How can I uh, listen to a full two-hour radio show uh, regarding this sort of stuff and also listen to a man rant about the Selmarillion 
in every single episode. <laughs> so Knuckle Draggers Extravaganza on Zed Digital. Uh, I should definitely check that out. Is it even a metal-related show if it doesn't involve Tolkien in some way? Well, that's a very good point. Um, no, the uh, the guy that I do the show with, Jared, is possibly the biggest Tolkien nerd that I've ever met. Like, we'll wow. reread the Selmarillion once a year. Wow. Spends an entire day. Do you know how people always say, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re-watch Lord of the Rings once a year, and they'll do it over like the space of a week or so? Yeah, I do that. He dedicates an entire day where he does nothing but watch all three movies back to back to back. Um, and just doesn't leave the house. It's, it, I respect that. I do too, but I would get a migraine from the amount of screen time. I would have to run out of diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing you're a you know you're a dad as well, Brennan. So you've got um you've got experience in changing changing nappies. So you can just sit there and be like, well, I've got to change myself now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, like if I hit that point and that level of low. I I would hope to God that I wouldn't just shit myself and leave it there. <laughs> but like I, I'd probably let a tier two go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, I need another one. I need me another diaper. <laughs> yeah. So uh Is it a diaper or a grown up pull up? What is this? Oh that's the new merch. CDM to adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> For grandpa metal dads. I was about yeah, exactly. to say, just just be very careful, James. We could incur some very strange fetishes if we uh, start doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole new demographic we can reach. That's actually a good point. We're uh, we're like, expanding out. Porno grind. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very porno grind of us. <laughs> it is, um, but yeah. So it's we've been running. Yourself. We've been running the show for about two months now. Um, and it's good to see the – it's good to have a another outlet for all the Cave Dweller stuff. Like, obviously, with 4ZZZ, they do have specific quotas of stuff that you need to play, but um, we can sh- shine a light uh, on some pretty interesting stuff, especially stuff coming out of Brisbane and Australia. Um, I recorded an interview with the guys from Malignant Aura, this week who are a fantastic Brisbane-based Death Doom band. So keep your ears uh, peeled for that one there. That'll be on the show this coming Tuesday. We're going to do a cut-down version of that one there, and then I'll be putting the entire interview, which I think is like 45 minutes to an hour, um, up on the Cave Dweller socials as well. So if you tune in, you're like, oh, this is a really cool interview. Where can I catch the rest of it? It's going to be up on all of the uh, Cave Dweller, you know, Spotify, YouTube, all that nonsense. Oh, yeah. That uh, uh, should be the uh, segue into our uh, albums of the year so far list because they happen to be on mine. They're Ooh. also on mine as well, and it's definitely recency bias. Um, should we do a bit of a roundtable? Here you go. Uh, we'll go top. We'll go top 10 with five honourable mentions. And we'll go say, you know, James, Brendan, myself, and keep going around until we've hit each and every one of them. Oh, boy.
Would you like stuff. to start us off, James? What's uh, what are you going to start with? You going to start with honorable mentions or uh, or the actual top ten? Let's do top. Let's do top ten. Let's do top ten. Let's go. Let's go hard. Um, I'm going to start with one that you would know. Uh, this is in no numerical order. Just have to clarify. This is not like a one through ten. This is. I, just... I honestly, I honestly find trying to rank them one through ten to it's be too hard. harder than actually yeah, creating man. the top ten. I can't. I can't do it. It's you like, make was... the list at ten and then alphabetize it. Like, just I don't know what you got to do, but yeah, it's fucking tough. It is. All right, let's go. Number one is prayers cholo goth. Ah, <laughs> yes. uh, I knew you'd like that. Uh, I actually just saw them live. Absolutely fantastic performance. Also, a, a surprise appearance from Kat Von D. So, who would have thought yes. that? And I genuinely, for the longest time, confused her and Dita Von T's. And I just, in my I mind, they were the same person. I did too. I did too. And then I, I like Googled it after the show. I was like, no, I'm thinking of a different person. Turns out <laughs> that he, he is married to her and they have children together. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Um, I was talking to my girlfriend about it and she goes, is, is this the guy? And I'm like, yeah, that's prayers. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you haven't listened to that record, it is fantastic. I don't exactly know how to describe it. Yeah, I mean, well, they call it Cholo Goth as the style, so that's that's which, what they which kind of makes sense. Yeah, uh, um, it's basically a mix between goth with some like trip hop stuff. Um, it's also really poppy, which is the thing that yeah. I quite like about it. Like a lot of it's really catchy, very catchy. Brainwave, Brenda- Brainwave album. All right, uh, I got uh, "Play God" by Absent Body. Nice. All righty. I have not heard that. Talk us through the record. Um, oh, it's like, uh, let's say, four tracks, five tracks. They're all like really nice. Uh, I say really nice. Um, it's like good death doom kind of ambient. I don't know, man. It's all really amazing. Um, the. Oh, that's the one with it's a super group, right? It's like yeah, members, I, I, I didn't want to mess stuff. up their names, so I, as I'm, well, I'm looking it up real quick here. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's on Relapse Records, and uh, it's uh, current and former members from um, Emra, Neurosis, and Sepultura. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's five tracks, um, and they're all like my style, you know, like five, like. Eight minute long tracks, um, just immense. Real low uh, they have a video. Um, uh, it's and the video is sick too. It's uh, it's cool. Like they're all decked out with some like odd piercing and such, getting pulled around, all freaky. Oh um, yeah, that's but, a great video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really good. Um, but yeah, the uh, the acres and the ache. Um, is the album or I'm not sorry. That's uh like one of their feature songs. That's fucking so good. It's the fourth song on the track. I, I like that one a lot. It's pretty good. Um, but oh, I don't know. All of them are great, man. They're, uh, it's no joke. It's good stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's powerful. I would call it. Yeah. You can expect like, nothing less from those dudes as well. It's like, they're all, they're all legends. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it. What, what have you got, Matt? 
what's what's your number one? Um, well, the one that first comes to mind is that vile hate record, Sacrificial Baptism in Murky Waters. Nice. Um, Ryan Clackner. I was a really big fan of the first um, vile hate record. And this one, although it's not that much different, it sounds like they've really sort of honed in to what they wanted to do. There's a lot more of the ambient elements to it. There's a lot more sort of like programmed keys and they've gone from a very dark, dirty and haunting sound. So my mind, it goes like the first record is the swamp monster is sort of being born. It's starting to form itself in the, uh, you know, in, in the muck and the mire of where it is. And this one here, it's kind of like the monsters come out of the swamp and now it's sort of wandering around looking for something to eat. It's a really cool progression from that first record. Right. Have you heard the, uh, the new project from him? Uh, Crestfallen Darkness? Yeah, uh, Crestfallen Dusk. Crestfallen Dusk, yes. I um, I have checked that one out. And at the start, it was one of those records where you first hear it and you go, what the f- fuck is this like it's so (laughs) you look at it and you know like okay this is going to be a black metal record but then they start playing like really like sad blues country riffs and i'm like this doesn't this doesn't sound right and then you keep listening to it and then as soon as you told me it's the same guy that did vile hate i was like that that makes sense right like it's it yeah it kind it's obvious it, it even sounds sonically related you know like vile hates the evil older brother who's sitting in the shadows kind of waiting to to pick its spots and crestfallen dusk is just i don't know how to describe it. it's a really lovely mix of two genres that i didn't think would work so not to derail this but i just want to quickly say like massive shout out to ryan uh that album has actually made it onto npr uh, yeah, holy fuck, really? Yeah, and uh, he also was on Bandcamp uh, Top Album of the Week. Yep. With Crestfallen. Yep. Oh, shit. Congratulations, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he deserves man. it. He's been making good Big music for a long time now. Fuck yeah, man. We sent him a shirt too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he sent me one as well. I got a vile hate one from him. Oh, nice. fantastic. That's awesome. And so Brian, what, is your, uh, what is your number two on the list? Did you ask me or Brendan? I don't know. You guys can fight it out to the death and who wants to go first? <laughs> Brendan, I'm going to say this one because I think it might be on your list too. I'm taking a guess. But uh, Manta, Pain is Forever. Oh, this yeah, is the end. buddy. It is on is my it? list. Yeah, there we go. That's on both Brendan and I's list. Was it Manta? Pain yeah. is Forever and This is the End. Absolutely fantastic album like it's a monster and it's like beautiful <sighs> keep going oh i was just saying immediately made it to my my list like this is like my first listen i was like yeah this is top stuff it's got like are rock they only, but are it's they like only a duo deep. as well i know it sounds massive for a duo but basically yeah. it's black metal and sludge but written with like the riff, like the, the guitar basis, like the, the rhythm basis of rock and grunge. So it's like okay. this super catchy, 
riffs in there, like really catchy choruses, but it's still yeah raw and edgy. It's it's perfect. Yeah, uh, and it's real. It's good. I feel like that it's like uh, I don't know, not emo, but like uh, as in a sense of like the sound, but like it's good, dude. There's the some chorus, real kind of, lyrics. The chorus is kind of absolutely stuck in your head, and it kind of goes into that um. Uh, like that black and roll territory where the verses and the bridges and everything are really aggressive, really dirty, and then you get into the chorus and then you find yourself singing along and your brain yeah. Yeah. To, your brain does that double take of, wait a minute, this this song was beating the piss out of us before. Why can we <laughs> sing along to it now? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Brendan, did you love that track, uh, Hang em Low? Yeah. That chorus has like been stuck in my head ever since I heard that for the first time. And uh, what was the piss? Something piss. Um, piss ritual. I'm having a look at the album on. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Now. Oh, that's a good tune. Odysseus as well is a really good yes. one. The, the, the closing track. Nice. Well, that's something that I'll uh, I'll line up once once we jump off the uh, the podcast, Brendan. I think by the sounds of that, James has stolen one of yours. Uh, so, what is another one that you've got lined up on your list? Uh, let's see here. Um, just recently came out and, um, we have, uh, by the time this airs, we probably got it coming out. Um, false gods, uh, released, uh, their second full length neurotopia. And it's, it's awesome, man. It's uh New York sludge. So it's like dirty new, like kind of hardcore without it being, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's pretty good, dude. It's good. There's uh, a cover um, of In Contrast of Sin um, from Integrity. And the original song's two minutes and like 30-something seconds. And theirs is eight, nine, eight minutes and nine seconds. And <laughs> it, it, it's Not like rude. their style, but they didn't ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, it, dude, they did really fucking awesome job doing this song. Um, and uh, everything, like uh, Peliquin... Uh, I cemetery your thoughts are void like uh have like i don't know it's like basically like the uh the dirty new york style conan kind of vibe i don't know like it's good yeah. dude it's, it's got conan vibes for sure i'm it's, having a look at the nice. track list as well and everything over here is at least over four minutes and 30 seconds so it's it's the classic brendan low and slow by the looks of it yeah but it's like i mean i feel like it's it is slow but it's not like it, it, it's good dude and like you'll find some like pretty fucking nice like slifty kind of bluesy riffs in there too um you know uh we were talking with greg and uh he's kind of like does a lot of the songwriting and whatnot and he he's i mean he's he's got a, i think he's got a really awesome formula and i i can't wait to you know catch him around here live and They'd be a lot of fun, man. What do we got here? Um, alrighty. Well, I'm gonna have a chat about another Australian band. Um, because I think that's gonna be a lot of my stuff. And again, this is probably a bit of recency bias as well. Uh, but Golgothan Remains put out a record mm. called Adorned in Ruin. Uh, and I'm a massive fan of it. It was one of those ones that I listened to initially, was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Didn't think too much of it. And then when, when I went back, I was like, oh, 
Oh, okay. This this rules. Yeah, that was the one you sent me. Uh, hang on. Are you there? Yeah. Can you still hear us? Has it dropped out a little bit? It did for a second. It's back. Sorry. Ah. We weren't, weren't losing you. Um, that was the one you sent me the other day that came out in like March or April, right? Uh, in April, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the 1st of April. So, I right. mean, if they're trying to do an April Fool's record, they've definitely fooled a lot of people um, <laughs> there. But, no, it is fantastic. I really should be more over um, Australian extreme music, and I think I'm slowly but surely working my way back into it. But, yeah, Golgotha uh, remains. Golgotha remains. It is. Yeah. Uh, Adorn in Ruin. Fantastic death metal record. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Awesome. Uh, okay, for me next is uh, Chat Pile, God's Country, an album I'm All sure right. you've seen getting a lot of hype. I have seen that getting a lot of hype. And I looked at it and the, the aesthetic of it and kind of the cover. It looks like it should be a hardcore band, right? Like you look at it and you think, I, I know what this is going to be. But I listen to it and I can't quite put my finger on the record, you know? It, it kind of blends a whole bunch of different. Yeah, it, it's really hard to keep up with. It is. And it's like it's really hard to define what they are. Um, I would say it, they are a portion hardcore. There's, it's in there. Um, but there's also like, there's definitely sludge, there's noise rock. I would say that the foundation is probably noise rock, but then there's like post hardcore in there. there. There's a whole lot of stuff going on with that album. Um, and industrial, it's got some industrial tinge to it as well. But, uh, personally, I see that as becoming like a modern classic, like alongside like, uh, bands like the Jesus lizard, you know, um, that type of status or uh, big black. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a great album. It really captures a lot of human emotion. It's about Midwestern despair uh, and the frustration with basically life in the Midwest. So very real album. That's going to be one that I'm going to have to go back to and uh, give a little bit more time to. It's it's very acquired taste. Like People seem to either love it or hate it. Yeah, from the, uh, <laughs> from the response that I've seen, it's basically either, oh, man, this rules or what the fuck is this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and the music videos are the same response. Much of the same. Them. Isn't there <laughs> one where, like, there's a, a puppet just kind of, like, walking along a street? It's the guy dressed like Jesus making a puppet of the devil, like, smoke little joints and pee on walls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, that's classic. Uh, Brendan, your third album, please. Ooh. Um, Portal Tombs by Mass Warship. All right, talk us through it. It's um, oh, it's, I'd say it's like a crossover kind of hardcore death kind of thing. Um, they've been around a little bit, um, and it's just I don't know. I'd say how to describe it, like kind of like a at the gates meets like napalm death. All right, you've uh, you've picked two pretty good reference points there. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 pretty sick, dude. Um, 
kind of blanking on all the uh, song tracks and stuff. Um, but they uh, they ha- they have a lot of good uh, power. They're coming through. Um, I want to say they're from Scandinavia. I couldn't find them on Bandcamp. I had a look. Um, but I did see that they're on Spotify. And Title. Yeah. Why are you liking Title? I like Title. Absolutely love it. Did you know that you can view the lyrics to every song? On Title? Yeah. If you down the bottom, there's a little button. I, learned this, I literally learned this at midnight last night. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you put, click on this little button, it live plays the lyrics as the song plays. All right. No shit. I'm going to check yeah. that out. Yeah, I'll screenshot it and show you where it is uh, after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely from Scandinavia. Um, no, that's definitely sweet. But yeah, the um, I don't know, man. The uh, every every song's like pretty much just keeps you going. They're um, it's definitely worth a listen. Matt, what have you got next? I was umming and ahhing about this one because I couldn't. I had listened to it just recently. But I think I'm going to have to put down the new Worm Rot record, Hiss. You guys were speaking about. Oh, yeah. You were speaking about the uh, Grindcore earlier on, and I couldn't. Again, it's basically what you expect with a Grindcore record really short songs, a whole bunch of them as well. I think from memory, the record has like 20 something tracks on it, it has 21. Um, and, of course, they finish with the longest song on the record at 4 minutes 28. But, yeah, I just really short, really sharp bursts of, of pure energy and I, I couldn't get enough of it. And the thing as well, and it's the one thing that I find with a lot of grindcore records, is the fact that they're only like, you know, 15, 16 minutes long means you can just have them on repeat for ages and it's not yeah. like, you know... With a with like a Death Doom record that's like an hour and an hour and a half, you can probably only listen to it two, maybe three times in a row. With this Worm Rot record, I think I had it on for like an hour and a half straight and it just kept going again and kept going <laughs> again and kept going again. And you can just fit so many listens for the one record into it. Then, uh... I, I really liked it. It, it got like a super mixed, uh, got a really mixed response. Like some people were like, they completely changed their sound. They're not grindcore anymore. And like other people were like, wow, they've made some really innovative stuff. This is super cool. But I think their album sales speak for themselves considering that they uh, they were like in the top 10 literal like charts in multiple countries with that album. I know. It was insane. And it's a grindcore album. It doesn't make any sense. And it does shine a really good light on something that I think not a lot of people pay too much attention to, and that is the Southeast Asian extreme music scene. We've done a couple of things here on uh, Cave Dweller in regards to. Did we? Have, we've done Indonesia twice, haven't we, for Theme Week? Yeah, we have. Um, Singapore is coming up, I think, in the next within the next twelve months. We have it lined in the in the queue. Well, I'm going to put my name down to talk about this Worm Rot record, but yeah, it is just. One of those places that produces so much extreme music, the people there are so passionate. Um, and going back to this chat that I had with Malignant Aura, the bass player Jono was just overseas with his wife 
wearing a metal shirt. And apparently he was at this bar and some random dude goes up and goes, oh, dude, dude, are you on a metal band? And he goes, yeah. And this guy was like, oh, me too. And they're just sitting there. Never met them, never met each other in their life. And they're just sitting there at a bar exchanging bands because of how passionate people in Southeast Asia are about extreme music. And like I said, it's not something that you would really think about all that much. Well, I haven't spent like six months in Southeast Asia. I can tell you that they are very big on it because I saw a lot of it over there. They had like a Dio cover band play at Town Square in Malaysia. <laughs> a Dio cover band playing in Town Square. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they caught me up on stage because I was like the only European looking dude in the audience and they asked me where <laughs> I was from and I uh, said I was from Australia and everyone cheered. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a nice. good time. You got cheered oh, yeah. just for, for being from Australia. That's fantastic. I did. I also went to a metal bar in Thailand and saw a Pantera cover band. But, yeah, it's like a, that, that's just a lot of metal in Southeast Asia. They love it. I know. It's uh, it's fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. I, um, the audio quality just kind of decided to sound a bit skew-if. So um, are we still recording all good? Yeah, yeah. Right, cool. I think it must have been on my end that it decided to go uh, fuck up. But, uh, James, what is your – I think we're up to record number four now, are we not? Um, yeah, up to number four. Let me just see what I've got listed here. Give me one second. My dog's into the room. I got distracted. Um, God damn it. I have one that – I'm not sure if you've heard of this one or not, but Sunrise Patriot Motion, and the album yes. is called Black Fellflower Stream. Fantastic record. Um, I remember playing that on Knuckle Dragger's Extravaganza. Oh, and again, yeah. similar to Crestfall and Dusk where you know what it is and you know what they're going for and it doesn't sound like it works initially, but the more you listen to it, the more you kind of go, you know what, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's, it's if anyone hasn't heard it, it's basically a black metal and goth rock fusion. Um. But they've perfect, like perfectly combined the two and had the best elements of both. And it, it just instead of like muddling it together, it kind of elevates both genres. It's great, and the the theme on it is super cool. It's like a concept album about a guy who's absolutely lost his mind digging for oil in a field that isn't there. Oh. Anna, it's a really interesting, um, really interesting theme, and like a really interesting combination of music as well, which I like. The guy, I don't know if you, I, I, I'd never heard of his other band. Well, the two, they're both in the other band. I think it's two brothers. Um, they, they have another band called, I want to say Yellow Eyes, which you can also check out, which is uh, not as interesting as this, but also quality black metal. All right. Well, that's the way to go. Brendan, album number four for you is going to be? Um, well, pardon my French. Uh, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> um la la bimi divor les amis uh, by uh viande and oh yeah who it's fucking heavy it's uh it's like that kind of like slow kind of bass shit that you just like you want to just play super loud for everyone to hear because it's just fucking nasty. It's like, um, I don't know, categorize themselves kind of dark atmospheric 
kind of death metal. And, uh, dude, they hit hard. It's good. It's like a good slow. Their songs are like average, like five minutes ish, but like they're, they just hit, man. They're just that slow burn kind of metal, like death metal, like, I don't know. It's like crushing in a way. That's what I call it. Crushing. Yeah. But yeah, my French is, is, uh, I, I don't want to butcher all these titles and stuff, but like they're um, <laughs> eight tracks of pure bliss. If you're into, you know, just that like slow punishing kind of crush. They have a video too. Ooh, it's always an interesting one. I'm starting to wonder if my computer's just shitting itself because it keeps dropping in and out. I'm getting like partial conversations of what you guys are talking about. I'm um, hearing you guys clearly. Brendan, are you hearing me clearly? I'm hearing everybody fine. All right. It so might be, it it might be you, Matt. Yeah, it's fucking useless piece of shit this is. Um, but let's get keep things rolling because I think I'm up to my number four. Um, and to the absolute surprise of no one that's seen what I've covered through um, the Cave Dweller Music site, it is uh, a thing just silence, I think is the name of the record. Let me see if I wrote it down here. Oh, no, I don't think I did. But um, it is the collaboration record between Lawrence English and Mersbau. One thing I always struggle with uh, ambient and noise music is a lot of it just sounds the exact fucking same. I don't know whether you guys have tried this as well. You go to listen to an ambient record and you go listen to a noise project and you're like, yo, I've heard this shit a million times. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I really like about this one here is Lawrence English is a really good sound designer. So it's not so much actual songs as it in is kind of like creates this audio atmosphere to go along with Mersbau basically just trying to ruin your eardrums. Um, and it is something that I do at least once a year and it was perfectly timed for it as well. Like at least once a year, I will spend a day listening to nothing but noise. It's like a, a palate cleanser almost. So I basically spend the whole day listening to just audio assaults basically. And then the next day, start listening to music again. And I'm like, oh, oh everything sounds so much better now. Um, and like I said, this Mersbau and Lawrence English record was the perfect timing for that, um, for that yearly, uh, yearly ritual that I have, and I cannot recommend it enough. So, if you are a fan of uh, noise and ambient music, but you kind of want something that has a little bit more meat to the bones, a little bit more uh, substance, and a bit more direction, definitely give this one uh, a listen. It's a thing called "A Thing Just Silence" by Lawrence English and Mersbau. Awesome. James, we're halfway through the uh, list. What is your number five? Number five. I'm going to have to <coughs> go with uh, Armory and their album Mercurian. Uh, it's, uh, they're a combination of like old school heavy metal and thrash, but like 
one of the best examples I've heard of the new way of stuff in years. Um, and they have like a concept that they've been building about the spaceship, uh, which I'm pretty sure is the name Mercurian um, and its adventures through space. And it's pretty fantastic, but it's got like super tasty riffs, amazing guitar, uh, like shredding solos, uh, great vocal range with some super high pitched vocals. Like those, uh, those really shrieky ones. Uh, anyone like likes old old school stuff? The Banshee like. scream, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's on. It's through my favorite label that does. Uh, what I say favorite label? It's my favorite label that does new wave, uh, old school style thrash and heavy metal. Uh, Dying Victim Productions from Germany. Uh, those guys nice. are like completely pioneering the scene. One of my favorite things about a lot of modern metal bands is they are all very obsessed with aliens now. Yep. awesome like aliens space kind of that sort of cosmic unknown um dude there's so many bands that do it uh obviously blood incantation is the one that comes to mind but yeah moving away from like you know the the tried and true tropes of satan death graveyards horror now they're gone yo let's just talk about space i want to see more history themed bands to be honest. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Like, I love stuff like Nile and like XDO and, you know, like the Roman yeah. Greek. XDO rule. So, what I'm hearing is uh, if someone ever released a Roman themed metal band, you'll that's you'd a, be That's XDO. XDO is Roman themed metal. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, um, I can't remember the name of the band right now, but I want to say it was, uh, that that era or Roman themed band on um, Transylvanian recordings. I think I sent that link to you, James. I can't remember the name of the band though. I'm trying to think. You probably did, and I probably loved it. But I can't, I can't think. <laughs> but I, I need to clarify one thing though. It's like when I say more history themed bands, more history other than Vikings, please. Um, I, I, I love Viking stuff, but it's like how many Viking bands do we need from dudes in the Midwest? Um, and I feel like a, like as a monomath of kind of just they're always the peak of it. Like if you try and make a Viking themed band, it's going to be like yeah, but you're not the ACDC of metal, you know? Right. And then if you have like black metal stuff, you've got like a million great already like Scandinavian black metal bands that cover the Viking stuff super well. It's like Enslaved, and I, I I'm not an Enslaved fan, but I know that they happen to do that stuff justice. <clears throat> The uh, mm. band is Ceremonial Decay. Let me check. The Crescent it. and the Cross is the album I'm thinking of. Actually, uh, let me see. Oh, they're from Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. I did listen to that. that oh, yeah. Ottoman it, Army. That's Ottoman themes. Yeah, that was cool. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Siege on the Byzantine. Yeah, man. Cool stuff. Like, awesome sound. This band rips, too. Yeah. What's your next one, Brendan? What have you got for number Oh, five? shit. We should just talk about this one. There you go. <laughs> segue right into it. What yeah, a perfect know, segue. It's like you guys too, uh, and it's, everything. Uh, it's really good. Um, oh, it's one of those, like, it's faster, a um, little more, like, uh, f- uh, for what I normally listen to, but, like, 
it's 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 really good. Um, I just love like that, uh, like kind of chorusy kind of stuff they do too. Like just they rip. But my on my actual list that I had um, was uh, uh, the Tamarishi I uh, No Yama by. Oh, uh, that's on my list too. There you go. Oh, you take it yes, away. buddy. You take it away. <laughs> no, uh, it's so fucking good. Um, Japanese themed, um, just the piano. I felt like it was like, uh, it's it's basically a full, I don't know. If, uh, not, remember, I uh, got Nothing is Real is uh, Symphony. Um, yeah, Mysterium. It's like, Mysterium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that, but like done by these amazing Chetnian band, like, and they're just, oh, dude, it's like atmospheric. It's beautiful. And then uh, the vocals are like, they're just, they're good. It's like this, like, kind of raw blackness, like. They're kind of like Rotting Christ vocals, like early Rotting Christ. Yeah. Oh, that's good. This one, I definitely, uh, I bought the vinyl, so it should be coming along somewhere soon, hopefully. Nice, nice. Get me my vinyl, Kuno. That was my, uh, that was my 10th one on the list I have here, so that's covered now. Sweet, don't have to go there. That's you awesome. Yes, going to pull another one uh, out of your ass to talk about it. Oh, you want <laughs> me to? <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> This list was not easy to narrow down to 15, so. No, and I, I feel like that was the thing as well. I remember talking and we were kind of like, uh, how many How many were you going to do? And just, I, I feel like we could just read out the list of everything that we've listened to so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> Matt, what have you got? Um, well, I've got massive patch envy because I was sitting there going like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to, you got, you, you mentioned patches earlier on and I'm like, yeah, I haven't bought any patches for a while. So I'm sitting here looking at the pull the plug patches website. Um, <laughs> but in terms of actual records, um, well, what are we going to say? Ah, oh, I, it's, it came out, I think like within the first week of the year. And it's one that I keep finding myself returning to. So maybe it'll probably will end up in my top 10 just for how, how many times I've listened to it over the year. Um, but Hammer the Bastards by Wolf Bastard. We were talking earlier on about how good Black and Roll is. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of that, like really fast, really good fun. And the thing that I like is it kind of negates the really goofy elements from both genres. Like sometimes, you know, Rock and roll can get into really like basically masturbatory, self-serving nonsense. And yep. black metal can get a little bit too spooky for its own good. But this <laughs> Wolf Bastard record kind of like meets both in the middle and it just, it sounds so good. Like I still have um, uh, the chorus for Buckfast Blasphemy stuck in my head. Um, and it's what, I listened to it first like seven months ago six seven months ago now you're, you're gonna laugh because that was also on my list um, nice <laughs> two in a row uh, but that was in my honorable mentions yeah it was just it was one of those records where i listened to it a couple of times i was like this is this is pretty good and then 
every time you go back to it, you're like, oh, oh, this fucking rules. Yeah, definitely. It grew on me too. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll slap that one out of on my list and put another one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I have plenty. I'm going to sneak another one in, um, just going off what we were talking about earlier with like space-themed metal. I did talk about Blood Incantation, but they actually put out an ambient record this year, which I know a lot of people were like, what the fuck is this? Why are they? No, it was. <laughs> it's new, it's different, and I don't like it. It scares me. <laughs> it's different and it scares me, but no, I <laughs> I really liked it. Like, and knowing that those guys not only are obsessed with space, but I think they've actually got like a, a space program, or at least they've got some like what the record label that they put stuff out on um is has some space theme to it. Um, but yeah, going from putting out what they did, um, like that really sort of cosmic, confusing death metal to putting out like a proper, proper ambient record. It is fantastic. And I'm just trying Hell to yeah. find what is... Uh, all right, leave it with me. I'm going to try and track down what the uh, the name of that record label that it is. But I know it's. it seems like a space research facility is basically what they've named it after. Uh, but, Brendan, what is your Ooh. number five, number six? I can't remember what we're up to yeah, now. Yeah, well, I got a couple of crossovers with James, and we snuck in there. Um, but, hey, listen, we got Let There Be Witchery by Midnight. Nice. Fucking awesome. It rips. It's fast. It, 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 it's catchy. Um, I really like it. You know, it's it's, songs about sex. Yep. Songs about sex. The devil, like you have everything you need. Like, I don't know what else you, you really need. Like, um, nocturnal molestation. Like, it's just, there's, there's a lot to be said there. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's definitely um, grim and not not uh, it's definitely you know it's R rated for sure, um, but uh, the sound it's great. It's just filthy evil like kind of thrashy black and kind of black and thrashy. I don't know like black, black thrash black speed. Yeah, oh. it's definitely good. It's definitely like when you need like a good pick me up and it just needs to be rotten and filthy. Um, this is a good choice. I'm, I'm going to change gears completely with my number six, by the way. It's, it's <laughs> uh, Orville Peck, Bronco. Oh, so good. Wait, the thing that really confused me about this is how many different EPs were released before this record? Okay, so Dude, technically, like- technically none. So that he he just released the album in batches of releases that he titled as EPs. Right. Okay. Because that was the thing that confused me. I really liked the record, but I was never sure what was actually on Bronco and what was like little weird pieces of, of leftover music, you know? Personally, I thought that 
it was a really smart way to release it because it built an insane amount of hype for it. That's um, a good point, actually. Like from a marketing perspective, it was kind of genius. And then you had like multiple singles being played for like months before it came out. Um, mm-hmm. And then all the hype of the actual release too. So whoever's marketing dude is, is pretty spot on. Um, but I personally also thought he could have done without the final portion, like the last EP. I don't think it really added that much to the album. No, um, and that's what I think. I like. I really like the record, but I felt if it cut maybe like four two, or five tracks, three, yeah, like it, if it trimmed a little bit of the fat around it, it would have been a fantastic uh, record. Yeah, if he had taken like maybe four songs off that, it would have been a perfect album. Yeah, hard agree there. Because um, it was it was close. There was it was like there were so many phenomenal tracks on that album that it was close. But then there was songs I was like, ah, he ruined it with these ones. Um, but I did manage to see him live in Vegas uh, do, for the album tour, which was nice. a pretty sweet experience. Oh, look at us, so look at us going t- branching out. We should probably tell uh, the audience, if they don't know who he is, what he actually plays. Um, he, he is, what would you call him? Uh, a, a, a old country. I would say old yeah, country. Old country. Um, with like, you've got a bit, of, a bit of a few things in there. There's maybe a little bit of like post-punk uh, in some of the riffs and stuff. Some David Bowie-esque stuff. Um, some de- definitely some Johnny Cash, like some outlaw country influence. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some Elvis. Def- oh, well, not maybe. 100% some Elvis influence in there. <laughs> um, he, he states that he loves Elvis all the time in interviews and yeah. stuff. So. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he's South African. That's right. I remember you telling me that, and I was like, well, there we go. So it's what? You and Orville Peck are the only <laughs> good ones, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Depends who you ask, but some people really like Elon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, he was from uh, Sophia Town or Sophia Town, which is right by uh, Johannesburg, and then he moved to Canada, but sings songs about being an American cowboy, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very so thematic it, it is, isn't it? It is, and he's an incredibly talented artist. If you don't know him, even if you don't like country, which if you don't like country as a whole, you're missing out a lot of great music, as Matt and I will testify to. But yeah, um, I couldn't agree more there. But yeah, he 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 should be a, he can easily be a gateway into liking country if you're one of those people that hate country. Matt, speaking of country, um, oh, Black Country New Road put out a, a record earlier on in the year. I wasn't as hype on this one here as I was from that I was for the first time, but. Uh, the record is Ants from Up There, and if you know Black Country New Road, you kind of have an idea of what you're getting with this new record, and if you haven't heard of Black Country New Road, it is, oh, what's what? It's basically if Slint went to art school in England, like a very (laughs) upper-class art school, and, you know, everyone's wearing fucking tweed and all this other nonsense, but... (laughs) <laughs> really good band. Really sad as well to find out that the vocalist, once they released that record, I think they ended up leaving the band, if my memory serves me correctly. He did yeah. for mental health, mental health reasons. He got burned out. Yeah. Like, oh, it's geez. really beautiful stuff. Um, I cannot speak highly enough of it. It's very, there's a lot of, like, noodly guitar parts. It's also kind of, like, really chaotic at stages. Um but yeah, James, you're a big fan of this band as well. I'm uh-huh. coming up at a loss for words on how to describe it apart from, yeah, 
No, I think, I think that is very accurate. It's got some serious Spiderland vibes. Uh, I mean, the Spiderland is one of my all-time favorite albums. So that was what, that's a great comparison. It definitely has that in there. Um, but it's got uh, considerably more vocals than Slint. We'll say that. That's um, true. <laughs> and maybe maybe like some maybe a little bit of like post punk stuff in there uh, as well. Um, some noise rock. If you are yeah. a fan of very melodramatic vocals, I would stay away from this record because he is very into it. Like yeah. it is kind of one of those very divisive things when it comes to this kind of music if you don't like very melodramatic vocals then it will be a massive turnoff but if you kind of enjoy that self-indulgent yeah like thematic performative aspect of it um then yeah definitely give this one a listen great choice brendan that brings us over to you and what have you got lined up my friend number seven um file retribution by iron tomb Yes. It's this little amazing little gem uh, out of Birmingham. Um, it's like this awesome, like, crossover death metal. <coughs> um, just four songs, nice, quick. They're all um, just, they're bangers. They're great. Like, everything's uh, nice, like, introduction with the first song, uh, Pagan Rule. And then, uh, then it just hammers, and it goes. Vocals are right on. Like the speed is there. It's 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 pretty awesome, man. It's got some uh, a good old school feel, um, like in, in like that like kind of English kind of side of um, metal. And um, man, it they rip, they rip. Brendan, I actually forgot to tell you this, but it's going to excite you. I spoke to them um, after I reviewed their album because they reached out to thank me. And uh, I have some very good news for you. They are working on a full length. <laughs> dude, that's going to be sick, man. Yeah. I mean, these are bangers, dude. Like, if you yeah. like, 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 like crossover, um, you know, that like, like crossover death metal, like, it just crushes. It's like, I'd say it's kind of right in line with um, that uh, album I spoke of earlier, Mass Worships, uh, Portal Tomb. Like, it's it's got energy, man, like, in presence. It's good. You know it's playing. Goes hard. Yeah, it goes hard, dude, for sure. Is it that, uh, like, death metal, death metal crossover with hardcore? Yeah, with like some yeah. trash stuff in there, like yeah. yeah, it's awesome, man. It's this, it's right. a hidden gem, man. Like I don't know, like they, um, yeah, they're they're definitely fucking talented dudes. Man, I'm pretty sure you listened to this. I think you sent me it and said Brendan showed me this, and I said he showed me it too. It's great. Wait, what was it again? Blazing Tomb. Oh yeah, no, no, that's no. when we were talking was about um, crossover because uh, we were talking yeah, about forest. Yeah, that's the one that came to my mind. Um, I'm just going to talk about that very quickly. Uh, Blazing Tomb self-titled EP is fucking fantastic. Much in the same vein of what we're talking about now, like six minutes of really sharp, really tight, really well put together uh, hardcore death metal crossover. And I think that style has become my favorite style in metal. Like, First kind of came across it when I was listening to Shibulba, 
Bolt Thrower do it really well, even though that kind of is more on the death metal side of it. But the thing yeah. that I like is a lot of modern hardcore bands, I think they just listened to Bolt Thrower and went, yo, this riff's tight as fuck. Can we just steal it and say that it's ours? And yeah. there's like, and it, there's an entire sort of genre um, of, of music around that. I will sort of use that as a launching point um, because there is a record by a hardcore band, Gridiron, called uh, No Good at Goodbyes. And there is a track on there that, no joke, I had to double check to make sure that I was actually listening to Gridiron um, and that I wasn't listening to Bolt Thrower. Like I was listening to it and I kind of went, no, I haven't, I haven't queued up any bolt throw. Like, what the hell is this? Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it it rules so hard. And the interesting thing about this Gridiron record as well, and it's kind of what threw me off when I was listening to new metal, you know, like the wrapped vocals over really heavy music. But when it comes to like grooved-based hardcore, it kind of works a little bit better. So the vocalist for Gridiron does have like a very uh, a hip-hop rap delivery, huh. but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound goofy. Like it works. And it's something that I'm trying to wrap my head around. Why do I like this? Uh- <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was listening to it like, if, 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 if this had more stuff going on and it wasn't very straightforward, I would hate this because it would sound like new metal, but I, I don't hate it. It sounds really good. Uh, so yeah, I have just ended up talking about two separate records there. So that takes me to nine <laughs> on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to squeeze more in where I can. <laughs> I don't know what I just did, but I pressed a button on my computer that I apparently have never pressed before in my life and uh, turned on something called eye care mode. And now my screen has changed to a dystopian sort of color. But Oh, that's continue. fantastic. Um, so my next one... My, uh, I think we're on, what am I at? Seven? All right. Uh, eight. I think eight, 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 eight. Nine? Eight. I don't know. Yeah, eight. Okay. My number eight is uh, Cold Crypt, Holocaust. Uh, I, I can't do the French accent. It's Holocaust Global. Um, it's so I, I don't know if I should pick this one because I actually did the promo work for it. And it's like, is there a bias there? But no, you've got <laughs> it was, you've. You've got to, you, we, we run a website and you run a PR company. If there isn't a little bit of like, uh, you know, working in your own interest, I, everyone else would do the same thing, you know? Okay. Well, it's, yeah, it's as, regardless as if as I covered it. Like it. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of if I had worked with them, I would still have this in my top 10. Cold Crypt, Holocaust Global, uh, super raw French style black metal. Um, mm. I don't know. The, the French just do it different. I sent you this one, Matt. You said you absolutely loved it. I don't know if you if you remember. It's got the noose hanging over the picture of all the dead bodies. Uh, on the album what, fucking maybe. What's the name of it again? Cold Crypts with a K. K-O-L-D. Crypt with a K. K-R-Y-P-T. Uh, and then Holocaust with an E on the end. Global. So just to clarify for anyone who may have wondered this, this is in no way a racial thing. It's Holocaust Global is in the death of all humanity. So just if anyone was like, oh, I don't know about that. It has the word Holocaust in the title. That word, has, <laughs> that word does not relate to that. It's like toxic Holocaust, unrelated. <laughs> um, oh, was it there? What's that? 
what's that really infamous band that everyone knows because they like the story goes they kidnapped people from a mental asylum and sent them free in the church. Oh, yeah, 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 I can't remember. Um, I know you're talking it's about. like Stalag, yeah, Stalag, Stalag, yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, this one super beautiful guitar tone, absolutely stunning guitar tone. Um, incredibly varying, really raw vocals. Um, if you listen to a lot of French black movies, you know what I mean when I say they just write music differently. There, it's this very <sighs> special way of making black metal it's very it's unique. like i i always feel like the the scandinavians like invented black metal but something about the french they just they perfected it you know like yeah it's, it's, a, it's a more artsy version of black. it's like a more artistic version of black metal they, they like, took it further yeah um i needed to remind myself of the record but yeah very good very big fan of it um just go listen to it and the fact that it's, it's one guy, which is like <laughs> the classic. It's so, it's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I've on got, that one. I was about to say, I think I've got one more record and then I'll um I'll have to end my list because like I said, I think I put three or four together in the the one recommendation but i'm going to talk about a record um that i'm a really big fan of i did a review for it uh for four triple z's new releases show and i saw them a couple of weeks back at the black bear lodge here in brisbane but it's party dozen with the real work or just real work i can never remember the name um the actual title of it but we were talking earlier um about two pieces and i can't remember the name of the band that we were talking about manta that's right so we're talking about manta and what it is about two pieces and making really fucking loud music i don't know yeah. what it is i don't know whether they've gone like we've only got two band members we can make music that's louder than people with more than that in us but what it is is basically like there is a drummer and a saxophone player in Party Dozen. And I really like saxophone in like extreme abrasive music. There is just something that it adds to the tone and to the overall feel. Um, it's it's a really tight playing across the record. And Nick Cave pops up, but he only sings one line and they just keep repeating that one line for like about 50 odd seconds. Um <laughs> Did I send you? I think I did send this to the uh, to you to put on Cave Dweller. If not, uh, I'll do that now, so all of the uh, all of the Cave Dweller people can check out my review for this. But yeah, the party party dozen with the real work. If you're a fan of uh, two piece bands making really loud, really aggressive music, check it out. It's a little bit more groovy than say like lightning bolt or uh manta but yeah like i said there's just there's just something about duos and going you're like you know what we're gonna make the loudest fucking music possible yeah you did not send that one through i just just had a look i haven't i haven't seen that one before so that is something that i'll uh i'll do um Brendan, I think this might be one of the last ones. I don't know. Like I said, I kind of jumped hey, ahead hey, a few of my um, few of my listings. But what have you got? Bum, bum, bum. No, where'd my list go? It's all right. Ooh, I enjoy the, uh, I enjoy the fact that you're doing the music as well. Edition. 
Oh, oh, that's on my list too. There you go. Oh, I forgot Fear about six. that record. That shit rules. Yes. This thing is brutal, dude. It's, it's so good. good. It's, oh, man. Like, I, I have to say, I, I, I thank you, James, for getting me into the death metal because <laughs> there's some really good, good, good shit out there. And I, I, I kind of like ignored it for a little bit. And now I'm like, wow, this shit's fucking good. Those guys uh, are like especially man. good, though. They're, they're like unreasonably good. <laughs> yeah. And I, oh I think God. we may have uh, forgotten to tell, say, the actual name of the record because as soon as Brendan Fear said sick. in human condition, we were like, whoa. But yeah, it's <laughs> basic. Fucking fantastic. Yep. And I love that they put out that record like within a year of Rat God. And I loved Rat God. And so yeah. when I saw that they had a brand new record out, I was like, whoa, yes, please. Yeah. They're, buddy. They're just on a roll. Yeah, dude. It's that freaking dirty, thrashy, fucking Florida stenchy fucking yeah. It's uh awesome. they're kind of inspired by like uh massacre and monstrosity type stuff. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we saw yeah, both yeah. we saw both of them live at Death Fest actually. Yeah, dude. Good. I met monstrosity, right? That was the, the you met the singer uh behind the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is freaking awesome, dude, too. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was fucking... He's a beast, too, dude. <laughs> he's, he's a small man, but he's powerful. <laughs> yeah, he does look like... Um, yeah. Corpse Grinder. <laughs> he's built like Corpse Grinder. Yeah. Uh, he's just a massive <laughs> barrel. He's a fucking... <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that dude that dude in the audience who thought it was Corpse Grinder? And he's like, dude, I always wanted to see Corpse Grinder before. Because Corpse Grinder was the vocalist for the band at one point. He, he was like the original vocalist. Yeah, way um, back when. Yeah. And he's like, wow, it brought Corpse Grinder back. And I was like looking at Brendan, like, that's not Corpse Grinder, is it? I, mean, nah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't I'm want to tell like, the guy. There would have been way more people there for that. I just didn't want to tell I didn't want to break his heart. I was like, yeah, man, that's Corpse Grinder. You enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> It's just another guy with a really, really big neck. <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude. But he has some fuck. I have, um, I think I got a couple of videos of him, and that guy, he's a beast, dude. Like, I don't know, like it, it almost seemed like he didn't need a microphone, and he was yeah. just loud enough. Yeah. Um, I, we got to. I have to head off pretty soon, so I'll really quickly wrap, we should wrap this up kind of quick. But my, I think that was your number eight, right, Brendan? Eight or nine, yeah, something like that. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go what we talked about before, uh, Malignant Aura from Brisbane. Abysmal uh, Torment oh, was draped upon me. So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, Brendan, think, if you haven't got onto this yet, it is right up your alley. Like, it's really good death metal, really good doom. Um, and again, it's another one of those ones where not a single song on the record, I think is under like six, like five, six minutes. Like nice. it is fantastic. It's great. Cause it has like a lot of varied tempos of doom metal. So a uh, doom death, it's got like some super funeral doom parts, but then it gets into the more aggressive, like nineties doom death style. And then they get stuff like, like much more modern death, uh, doom death, like uh, hooded menace type stuff as well, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, Funny yeah. you should say that they. Um, I was talking to them, um, and again, this is an interview you guys will be able to hear soon. But uh, Chris was like, "Yeah, I wanted, I really wanted to uh, include more horror stuff on this because we were just." I was like, "Oh, well, you know, what do you guys, 
what kind of inspired you? And they were like Hooded Menace, and we were just kind of like, yeah. I wanna let's let's just listen to Hooded Menace now, guys. <laughs> I mean, Hooded Menace are pretty freaking sweet, but I, yeah, man. I'm, I'm probably going to be unpopular for saying this, but I didn't like the new album as much as the previous ones. Mm. I enjoyed it because I knew it was a Hooded Menace record, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it was like, good. It was not, it wasn't a bad album. I just didn't think it was as amazing as their previous stuff. No, no, no. Yeah. But it's that it's that kind of catch twenty two when it comes to bands like that. That what they put out is going to be better than a lot of their contemporaries. Yeah, but definitely. because they put out such yeah. fucking good stuff before that, you kind of like. I want to say that one of their original singers is now in a band called Sadistic Forest. Is that is he? Yeah, I think one of the yeah the bassist and the guitarist like um, wow, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, he's playing in these important moments. Um, yeah, dude. No, they're around. good. They were um, my uh, in my 20, 20, 20, 21, um, like end of the year stuff. There, they were. That's uh, catchy ass shit, man. That was through Kuno, right? He put them out, right? Yeah. Definitely Um, awesome. Who have you got next, Brendan? Um, I'd say... Where are we? Ooh, I'm uh, taking it in an odd direction as well. The the Space by Smile Yacht Club. Oh, yeah, that was great. A nice rock and roll, good fucking just... You sit there and space out, and it's just, it's perfect. And they released it's, that while the country was like in active. Still combat. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. But yeah, that it's a solid album, man. Like they, they do a good job. They're harmonic, they're melodic, they're like fast paced, they're slow paced. They do it all. Like they're just great. Space rock. I don't know how to like, describe it really. Like it's good shit. And it's like a little break from all like the the torment and trauma that like we put ourselves through. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. Um, that's something that I am very adamant of doing uh, on the radio show. We play like all this really heavy, intense stuff, and so we always try and end on like a really uplifting, you know, uplifting and positive thing. I think we played Sparks last week. Before that, we played a new Phoebe Bridges song. So we always try and end on something a little bit, a little bit happier and a little bit lighter, you know? Yeah. Then there's like, we got some other stuff. I know there's some things coming out. Um, our, our, our friends here, the Cult Sounds put out a song. So there's, um, and they also did some like artwork collaboration with Hyde, right? And then, um, so... If that means that means there's something coming, I think, which is good. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. And then and uh, just... my uh, my last one here for my my top ten. Uh, I'm actually not going to have time to go on for the uh, honorable mention, so I might have to do another episode about that. But I, I kind of uh, two hours, and we we got really chatty for a bit there. But um, <laughs> Soul Glow Diaspora Problems is my tenth album. I have seen you give that nothing but high praise, um, and my dumb ass is yet to listen to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. So Why, yeah. Have I basically, to, to, des- to describe them, it's like hardcore punk, but with like 
uh, some hip hop influences. Um, All right, I like so that. So it's like a, a hip hop background and shifted into the scene. Just super, super high energy, catchy, really aggressive punk. Um, the dude's vocal delivery is insanely fast. Like, if you look at the lyrics for for the songs, it's entire paragraphs in each song, and they're like three minutes long. And uh, it's nice. not like it's not like nothing worse. They're all like super meaningful, well written songs about like social struggle and change and uh, personal issues. Um, really politically charged album too. Really good stuff. All right, so that's something to keep an eye on. Well, James, you sound like you uh, got a toddle off. Gents, thank you very much for coming together and having this chat. Real quickly, what have we got lined up in the uh, the next week that people can check out? Uh, we have a new interview coming up. that It's going to be edit, finished editing Sunday uh, on Saturday or Sunday with um, False Guards. Fantastic. which uh, Brendan and I did recently. Uh, we have an interview coming up next week on Wednesday, I believe, with um, yep. Grave Ripper. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, we also have an interview with Black Knife coming up. Uh, they nice. actually just did a split with Grave Ripper and uh, Wraith, who I know you love, Brendan, uh, Matt. Yeah, um, I remember you being really excited about yeah. that split too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a solid split. Um, and then... Faster than the fucking devil. We've got one other interview lined up who is with uh, the owner of Handstand Records, uh, Will Cole. Nice. You guys got a fair bit of stuff coming up. Yeah. 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 It's and, been good. Uh, keep your eyes peeled on the Knuckle Draggers Extravaganza Facebook page. It is, of course, the uh, radio st- radio show, rather, um, for Cave Dweller Music. Like I said, interview with Malignant Aura coming up on my end. And you can catch me at 10 p.m. Australian time every Tuesday. And if you miss it, hey, it's a digital show, so there's always going to be ways to listen back. Jen- uh, gents, rather, thank you very much for taking some time out and having a chat. And um, I think we'll be doing another one of these before the end of the year. I hope so. We can uh, rattle off those uh, honourable mentions in the next one. Yes, oh, honestly, sir. By that by that stage, I'm pretty sure we'll have uh, a. <laughs> I might have a whole new top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Do another top ten. <laughs> All right. Well, peace out, everyone, and thank you for listening. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>